Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Tracy Koga. And thanks for downloading this podcast from ilikehugh.com. If you can, give us a follow or a subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at ilikehugh.com. Now, let's get started. Hi, everyone. Well, it is middle of August. Time and summer is just flying by. And I hope that you're kind of enjoying your stay staycay at home and maybe enjoying what's in and about your city. So... Today, we're going to talk about how to promote Winnipeg or how to promote your own city. And uh, let's just say that our city might be one of the safest places to live. I know, I know. The cases have uh, gone up again, but still um, the officials are staying fast by the rules and maintaining. So we still are pretty much open and wearing a personal mask. Well, that's still up to you. Anyways, let's open the doors to all of our great guests today. We have some very special guests, some surprises, and it will be really, really exciting. Awesome new faces. Hi, Dana. Hey, and hi, Brenda. It's been so long. Oh, there's Charlotte and Robin. Thank you. Yay, and Susie. Always gorgeous with that white uh, J-Lo living room. So jealous, so jealous. Yes, and Eleanor, we can't see you, but hopefully, we will shortly. So everybody's unmuted and I want to welcome Mary and Jazz. So uh, this is kind of like our daily chat or our weekly chat group, whatever. And uh, we've met so many incredible people. Um, but now that we're all here, hi, Eleanor, nice to see hi, you. Hi, Tracy, how are you? Good, good. Oh I, my I'm, I'm just here to be in the background. So I'm going to mute and take off my, my uh, video. Why? Why? No, we need you in the conversation. Oh my God. Yes, it's so good to see you. Oh, you yes. too. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, um, I'm going to start with Dana. You know, it, it, this too is a little bit about celebrating not only our city, but celebrating successes because for the last God knows how long we've just been not in good spaces. So and then we'll talk all about theater and all of those things that, you know what, they're creative people and they're, you know, theater does go on. So anyways, I want to show this great video courtesy of the Economic, Economic Development Winnipeg, Dana, and it's all about celebrating Winnipeg. So let's show this great video. Winnipeg. Who are we? What makes us tick? It's our shared history that has molded us into who we are today. We've been brave and stood tall when it was required of us. We are a community, resilient in the face of adversity. We've been told what we can't do, 
time and time again, we show them that we can. Winnipeggers make things go and have a clear vision of where to take them. We contribute, we innovate. We're self-starters and we're self-made. We may be known for being easygoing, but we never stop. Though we only occupy a small corner of it, we're big on making the world better. We keep our community connected to the world. We're a vibrant city, excited about our next chapter. Now is the time for each and every one of us to come together to rebuild our city. Winnipeggers have risen to the unprecedented challenge we face, and we've done it with pride and resilience. Because we are a community. We are Winnipeg, Manitoba. We are back to work and back to business. Be a part of our story. Wow, Dana, video like that, especially now, it really resonates in so many different ways that probably when the video, I don't know when the video was made, but wow. I mean, I watched it for the first time and it was just like, yeah, this is wow. true. It gives us something to be proud about, right, Tracy? I mean, we, we made this video, um, we started in about June. So just as the pandemic was starting to, you know, we were starting to see light at the end of the tunnel. That's when we wanted to showcase this video and, and we really wanted to showcase businesses that have done incredible things. So when you see that video, you, know, you see Barb Gammy from Payworks and, yes. and they've been operating throughout the pandemic. They've been managing to keep their employees safe. They've been a great source of information for a lot of people that, that needed information about payrolls and what government programs were and, and how to navigate through that. You, know, you saw Ash Moda from Mondetta. Ash uh, and, and their team you know, started making gowns and, and face masks for hospitals because that was something that they could do. And, you know, there's, there's just great stories. PCL, Price, um, did, did just did really great things throughout the pandemic. And I think it's important that we showcase as a community how everybody came together. And also, you know, Manitobans did an incredible job of planking the curve. We know we're seeing some higher case numbers than we want right now. And, and um, you know, that's unfortunate. But, but as a community, we did what we were told to do. We supported each other and were able to go and restart our economy, you know, in many instances, far before the rest of the country and the rest of the continent, because we did what we were told. So we really want to celebrate that. And we really want to focus on that. And, and hopefully, you know, everyone got a couple of goosebumps when they watched that video. Yeah, no doubt. You know what? We, I think we tend to obviously get so wrapped up in our little bubble and uh, okay. So there is one section um, when they, you know, when they said, you know, we're told so many times that we can't, and then we can, and then it went to the bombers. <laughs> and then it went to a certain great cup. Yeah. And then, yeah, okay, yeah. and a little bit of today is to celebrate the successes. And oh my God, like Dana, um, okay, besides, you know, Winnipeg, what you've done for Winnipeg and everything like that, but your own personal story, the, the, the chair of the Blue Bomber Board, yeah, one. yeah. I, I was asked to, to, to be on the Blue Bomber board a few years ago, and, and I, you know, David Asper approached me to do that. 
And my first response was, like, I don't know anything about football. I mean, I, I can't tell you who should be quarterback. I don't know what plays you should do. And David said, you know, Dana, we want you for your, for your business knowledge. We want you because you can run a board. We don't, we don't need you to tell us who should be quarterback. We have people for that. In fact, that's one of the problems I think the board had in, in previous years, that there were too many people that were meddling in the football aspects of the team. But I was really excited to be involved because it's a community team. And because we, you know, I, I think that sports are an incredible way to, to bring together a community. So uh, I, I joined the board, I, I became chair, and uh, last January I became chair, and, uh, or the January before, sorry. And so I was chair for a, a, almost a year when we finally won the Grey Cup for the first time in 29 years. So pretty exciting. I actually wore my ring yes. today too, just so you could see it. I know it's it's so be it's beautiful, big but beautiful. beautiful, but it's big and gaudy and whatever. But it's fun, and I'll wear it probably five times. And it's, it's okay, Dana. Exciting. Like, there's a lot of diamonds on there. Am I right? <laughs> there is a lot of diamonds. Yeah, there is a lot of diamonds. Amazing. My guess is a thousand. That's what I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> Someday I'll count them and we'll figure it out. Uh, but uh, like, tell us what's engraved inside of the ring, though. Well, it's, it's very cool. So um, the, the ring is actually developed by our players. They got to decide what they wanted their championship ring to look like. And a lot of players, uh, a lot of teams in the past have really wanted the focus to be on the Grey Cup. And we have the Grey Cup on ours. Um, and you probably can't see it very well, but the Golden Boy is on one side of it. The, the St. Boniface Bridge is on the other side. Um, our names are on the, the reverse side. And inside... On, on this side, and it's going to be very hard to see on, on the video, but on the inside is the score of the game and, uh, and a, a thing that's above the Bombers locker room, which is FIFO, which has been a, a kind of a, a mantra for the team for a long time, and, and it means fit in or blank off. Uh, so it was really important for the players to have that in there. And then on the back side of my ring, first woman is engraved on the inside. So that's pretty exciting. Um, I'm the first woman to have their name engraved on the Grey Cup. So a uh, very, very proud moment for me. Oh, no doubt. And hey, I don't oh, know, what is it? <laughs> what does it look you have like? To make sure, you have to make sure that you wear it on both hands, right? So that your biceps don't get too built up yeah. on one side. <laughs> yeah, you have to even it out. I have to alternate. Oh my God. But okay, so what are the, uh, you know, can you tell us, are, are the guys going to set foot on the field in this year? You know what, I, I will tell you that we are working countless hours right now. I was on the call, I was on phone calls for four hours yesterday. I had a call first thing this morning. We're doing everything we can. There's still a few pieces that need to be worked out. So uh, we need to make sure our medical plan is, is approved by Health Canada. We believe we're very close to that. Uh, our provincial health authorities have been engaged for months now, working on what, uh, what a health protocol would look like, what the hub should look like. So that's, we think that's there. Um, we've still got a couple of negotiations to do with the players and a couple of negotiations to do with the federal government. And we had hoped that it would be done by the end of the day yesterday. Um, it's not done yet. So fingers crossed, fingers crossed. But it's, um, you know, there's a lot of hurdles and there's a lot that goes into making a hub city like this work and, and really asking all of those players to lock down for 15 weeks. I mean, that's, it's a, it's an incredible sacrifice, but um I saw Paul Maurice when the Jets went into their bubble and he said, you know, no matter what happens, everyone will remember who wins in 2020. And so I hope that we're able to take to that field and, uh, 
and then maybe I could get another ring for the other hand. I, yeah, I think so. <laughs> then I wouldn't have to worry about uh, exactly. Then I wouldn't have to alternate. Oh my God, that's oh. the spirit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we. Uh, I want to talk more on on Dana, like moving forward now, getting switching gears and promoting Winnipeg, and you know what your economic development Winnipeg is just going to do and so sure. we're going to talk about that but right now I want to switch gears because I know that being creative that's part of Brenda Gorlick's mantra and you know what Brenda you always end up on on the ground feet running and you know pandemic corona whatever COVID not going to stop you so you know what um it's so good to see that classes are up and running and you know what you're trying to keep the theater arts and entertainment still alive and uh, congratulations to Jazz and Mary and uh, uh, well you know what I don't know Mary is your because uh, you're a couple right correct you're are you engaged or yeah. yeah we were supposed to get married in May <laughs> like several people we've had to postpone our wedding <laughs> but thank you so much thanks for having us Oh, well, yeah, definitely want to hear your story. And, uh, you know, well, maybe Dana could uh, let uh, Mary, you know, borrow the big bling. <laughs> well, I have my own. So. Oh, you have your yeah. own. I know, I know, I know. You'll probably like your own better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay, so Brenda, tell us more on how... Um, like, what's going on? What's going yeah, on? What's going on? Yeah, what's no, going on? First of all, thanks for having me. It's my birthday today. Oh. A great way to celebrate my birthday. I got croissants delivered to the door by a, by a student, which is like, okay, I'm in heaven already. So this has been a great day. Oh. Dana, I don't have the bling, but I, I you know, I got something. Uh, yeah, all good. <laughs> um, so I have, um, like every other artist in, in the city, you know, I've been a working artist for a as long as Tracy and I have known each other, actually, Tracy and I go way back to Bunhead days. We're both former RWBers. And uh, I've been working in the field of musical theater virtually my whole life. And I run a musical theater company called Winnipeg Studio Theater. So when everything shut down, I was actually in the midst of choreographing the opera Carmen. So on Friday the 13th, March the 13th, it's like March, Friday the 13th was like bad luck for everybody. Um, rehearsal stopped, everything stopped life stop for arts essentially our theater production of frozen which was scheduled to go on in may was halted we were going to go on to you know presenting it virtually through winnipeg studio theater that just wasn't going to happen and my summer programming was like just gone so i'm going okay i can cry for two weeks yes i did that and then i carried on <laughs> To go, how do you pivot into a, a new world? So obviously this is what we're all doing right here and now. And uh, I came up with a program called Made in Manitoba Masterclass Series. And the thought was, uh, there is a, a, a masterclass series that runs on YouTube and it's primarily out of the States. I'm going, why don't we have one in Manitoba? We have great things to offer here. We've got some of the best artists um, locally, nationally and internationally. And so when I came up with the concept, I reached out to immediately to people that I know personally, either through having taught them or have worked with them on stage professionally. Um, and Jazz and Mary are two of those people. So I reached out to 12 former students, colleagues and um, partners in crime. And everybody and I said, can would you be willing to teach a musical theater? module online from wherever you are in the world and at that time Mary and Jazz were both safely and soundly locked down in New York City 
And everybody came back to me with a yes. I had two students in Australia that said yes, one in England, three in uh, New York, one in, uh, one in Boston, one in Vancouver. So I had 12 working professionals that have been either have a personal connection to Winnipeg, Manitoba, either having been born and raised here and or trained here, and now are off as brilliant working professionals worldwide. So I was like just a super proud mama (laughs) getting all these people together and to offer work in as much as it was you know um a a fill in the gap work because they're all coming off of broadway shows and they're all like brilliant performers and actors singer dancers um but i thought well let's let's use that talent and let's share that talent first of all with manitobans Mm -hmm. and second of all with people worldwide so the masterclass series literally was up and running in two weeks i don't think i slept for those two weeks um, I think I recognize what Dana's going through and she's trying to get a whole football team back onto a field <laughs> and others on this screen as well. Uh, you just go, you have a concept and you go. And we offered the first class online on June the 16th and Mary Antonini was our first presenter and she taught out of her beautiful flat in New York. And Mary, you can fill in that gap now. It was just what that felt like for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I had, uh, I was in the prom on Broadway, um, and then I was just doing Aladdin. Uh, Somebody needed to be refilled in, so I just came in, replaced them for like a month and left again. And then right out of that, um, once COVID started and and everything was sort of up in the air, especially in New York, um, it was so amazing to hear from Brenda uh, and and also give back to a community that that we've been a part of for our whole lives. So um, it's been really nice to a connect back with people from Manitoba, dancers from Manitoba, pe- creative young people coming up from Manitoba. It's been really amazing to connect with them. Great. And the, and the students that participated just have been loving it. And so we offered classes like to juniors. The youngest is an age 10 student. So the junior session, intermediate session, and then an adult session. So folks, you can all join in <laughs> to, our, to our adult program. And um, because round one was so successful, the aim of the program actually um, is to take the masterclass series and expand it beyond the world of musical theater. Mm-hmm. I want to do an opera series. I want to do a ballet series. I want to do a jazz music series. We have prolific artists here that cover, you know, the entire province. Um, and the sky's the limit. I mean, pipe fitters made in Manitoba masterclass pipe fitters. I don't care. I really want to take this concept at, <clears throat> and celebrate everything we have here to offer and take it worldwide. So rather than us having to go out and, you know, find those resources, we've got them here. Let's share them. And we are now doing a Masterclass Live series. We've booked into the week of August 17th, next week to the 21st. We are going live in a very small COVID safe setting. Uh, Drop-in dance studio on Portage Avenue is where we're going to be hosting classes, daytime classes. For the week and again we've got very small numbers everybody is going to be spatially distanced we have access to masks if if masks are not required but they are optional uh, we're following all of the COVID-19 protocol um, and we're going to see how that goes but the masterclass series virtual series to me is going to be something that stays beyond this month or next month it's a registered name now 
I own it. If you want to, if you want to share, share the spotlight with me, let's go for it. Cause I'm so damn proud of what Manitoba has to offer. And Dana, just watching that video, I, you, you're totally get, I totally get goose gumps, <laughs> And you, you remember, I mean, I'm back in Manitoba having worked nationwide as well, but I come back home because this place has so much to offer and the arts have always been part of what I do. And, um, we just create really strong people. Um, just to throw the coin over to Jazz, Jazz is somebody that has grown up in the neighborhood with me, and I'm besties with his mom. And and, ja and Jazz is one of his Mr. Aladdin, as far as I'm concerned. He he's started the show. No, Jazz, he's not playing the role of Aladdin. But Jazz, you can fill in the blanks there. You've got a wonderful yeah. Story. yeah. I was a, a part of the original company of Aladdin on Broadway and the component that went to Toronto prior. So I've been doing the show for nearly, it, it'll be seven years in September if wow. we didn't have to leave after, after this uh, COVID time, which was a very odd thing, finishing a show and not knowing if we had a show the next day and then I haven't performed since that, that night. Um, but it's, it's always a, a joy to come back to Manitoba. Every time I come back, I try to reach out and teach or have a talk back or something either at, at Grant Park, which is my high school, or talk to kids at Rainbow Stage or just connect with the community here because I found that that was the thing that really got me into theater. Seeing shows is wonderful, but interacting with the people after and realizing, oh, they're normal people. And all of that is, is a huge component to mm -hmm. what, what brought me further into the business. There, there's certainly some like, stand out people in my in my career that um that have really touched me and i would like to still be that kind of person for the next generation that is coming up and this this master class is a, a great opportunity to be able to do that um oh. and i can't wait to try to do it live because <laughs> it's very odd you know teaching choreography and not being able to see somebody and having to reverse all the time because there isn't a mirror to work with um, it's, it's just a little bit of a challenge when we do it online, but the, the Masterclass series is, is a great way to try to connect with these kids who should still be training right now. Like we are going to be back to doing theater at some point. We're, we're going to be back to the operas or taking ballet or, or um, films and being in the audition room. Um, so using this time that we have right now to still work on that craft is, is valuable time. You get to like work in a little, um, a little chamber and then in a couple months we'll be able to show everybody what we've worked on and learned. Mm -hmm. well, I just wanted to ask for, for Mary and Jazz and then the others can kind of you know chime into I mean we all have our own personal stories on how we have dealt with the pandemic, COVID, isolation, business and everything like that. For artists and then you know performers not being able to do something that you spend so much time doing and all of a sudden boom it's like well that's no different than the NHL or the bombers right I mean boom they're not playing you know they can train what was it like for the two of you personally when all of a sudden nothing uh my initial reaction was vacation <laughs> yeah <laughs> I eight shows a week for so many years. Like I, I had done the show 2,500 times plus. So getting, you know, in, in theory, it was a month off. I was like, sweet, my body can relax. I can lay in the park. Like, because at that time, every, all the protocols weren't as locked down either. 
Um, and then after that, like it, it's a little grueling on the brain of trying to figure out what to do and how to keep fit and keep motivated. And I've found uh, a lot of cooking is like my, my big thing. So you've had many a meal. Indeed. Of, yeah, it's you know, been delicious. Doing all of that, making <laughs> pasta from scratch and, and all of the, you know, ravioli and like, trying to find ways to, to make the time go by and still work on things and connect with people that I don't normally get to connect with and use the time that I, I've been given because it, it can be used as a blessing even though it's a global pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then things got kind of really, well, you know, we all know and we're still living in it. So... I'm going to bring in Robin and, and Charlotte in here because they are our mental wellness and health gurus and, and Dana too, just sort of your kind of, you could, because you did get a, a very good view on how economically Winnipeg was doing, although you have to yeah. boost them up. So what did you do or was it just sort of like, you know what, we, when, when we um, sent our staff home and it was March 16th that our staff, we, we had a staff meeting in the morning and we decided that it was the right thing to have our staff go home and work from home. You know, it, it was really kind of a wait and see piece, you know, what businesses we're going to be able to operate. How are we going to function? We're, um, you know, under my umbrella is also tourism Winnipeg. So, you know, we talk about that industry that's been totally decimated. And that's, that's been really tough and we're working really hard to try to get that group back up and running and, you know, we're doing a, a Winnipeg will save your summer campaign, really encouraging Winnipeggers to go out and be a tourist in their own city and really support that industry. But on the economic development side, we also had to look at, you know, there were certain companies that had to operate throughout the pandemic. So Price Industries makes HVAC systems for hospitals and, you know, air circulation system. So, so they had to operate throughout, you know, all of our ag companies, Richardson International also operated throughout. And there wasn't rules in place for these companies. There wasn't a, a guidebook to say, you know, keep everybody six feet apart. This is what you're supposed to do. This is how it will all be okay. They really had to put their heads together and figure it out on their own. And, and we have so many great success stories in Winnipeg of businesses who operated throughout and there was never any outbreaks. There were never any big you know incidents that they had to deal with and, and I'm so proud of our business community for doing that and they shared those expertise with their colleagues and they shared the you know their thought process with other CEOs and and we've seen that in Winnipeg we've seen people come together and really understand how to operate throughout this so you know that was part of the kind of get through it piece and now as we're starting to come out and we're starting to figure out you know what what's acceptable and what's not acceptable um, we're, we're starting to see that again and, and you know, we're really trying to support some of the industries that have just been really hit hard by this and, and getting people to understand how to keep themselves safe so that we can go back and support some of those arts organizations and we can go back to support our attractions and you know, we can make sure that our small businesses, whether they're restaurants or cafes or bakeries, you know, that they can get through this time until we're you know, fully open again. So that, that's really where our focus is right now. Yeah, well, and it's tough because I think, you know, everybody's, I think everybody has a different opinion now, right? It's, it's not, it's not the same. And I guess Robin and Charlotte, right? It's, it's not going to be back to normal or, right, she's shaking your head, Robin. <laughs> um, it's not going to be back to normal, like, and, and what's normal anyway? Like, everyone has a different normal. Mm -hmm. Um. 
Can I share a story about the business before I have a chat about that, Tracy? Like, I just want to say I love that video because a couple of years ago, Charlotte and I were at a conference and she went, want to start a business? And I went, sure. And she goes, you have to move to Winnipeg. And I went, okay. <laughs> and, and like I moved my life in, uh, what, two months. And we started our business and we just went, screw this. We're going to give off our jobs and we're just going to have fun. And Winnipeg's been such a lovely place. There's such a cool feel about it. And this is the fourth country I've lived in and the 10th country I've worked in. And I love Winnipeg. And I travel around the world. They go, where do you live? And I go, Winnipeg. And everyone's like, where's that? And I'm like, this is a cool little town. Um, well, in, in thinking about the tourism stuff, like I was working so hard on us creating the business. I realized about a month ago, I was talking to Charlotte and I went, I've never even hardly gone out. I think I've been to... Sorry, Dana, three Bombers games. And I love football. I'm like a, and I hadn't been out to many restaurants. So actually, weirdly enough, I've started going out more in the last month than I ever have in Winnipeg and finding cool little places that have great social distancing. Like on, um, what day is today? Tuesday, sorry. On Sunday, I went to the cargo bar in Assiniboine Park and yeah. lots of distance, lots of cleaning stuff. And I was like, we can still do stuff. We just have to be cautious, right? And careful with what we're doing. And I think what I see here is people really stepping up to like do things that support the community to still have their summer. Cause I've learned Canada closes in summer because everyone's outside going, sun, sun. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 been beautiful to watch Winnipeg like stand up and look at what they do. And I, I think, is there a normal? I don't think there ever was. Everyone was doing their own thing, but everyone thought there was control we've never had control over anything but ourselves. Um, but what I see now is most people being respectful and responsible and taking a look at it. And I think what I see is communities come together in a different way. Like when we used to have like communities years ago and then we kind of pulled apart, We've come back together and although it's a bit more virtual, I watch people connect differently now than they used to and that's beautiful. I watch people call up and go, do you want to have a virtual coffee? Do you want to have a virtual drink? People that haven't spoken to each other in ages are reconnecting because we're having to create different ways of being together. So... Yeah, I don't know if I made any sense. I was just gibbering, right? I, but, I, think, um, that's, I, I think that's fantastic. And I, I love hearing your impression of Winnipeg. I, I, I love, you know, when, when people ask me why Winnipeg, and, and 
I could go on for hours about why Winnipeg, but if anyone asks where it is, you know, it is the geographic center of North America. So everyone else needs to get with the program. And, uh, and I love to hear that you're going out and exploring. I mean, I think one of the things our businesses have done really well is, is they are taking all the precautions that we need to take mm -hmm. to keep everybody safe. And I, I think that's what we do. I mean, that's what Winnipeg has always done. So whether there's a snowstorm or whether there's a flood or whether, you know, we have a, we have trees start to fall down. You see people kind of come out of their homes and, and go help each other with no expectation, you know, and, and COVID has been no different. We've, we've done an incredible job of, of keeping our distance and following the rules and doing what we were told. And, you know, it's very different, I think, depending on where you are in the world right now, what your experience with, with COVID has been. I mean, I can't imagine being in New York. Everyone that I know in New York has headed for the hills. They're all in the Hamptons and they're locked up there somewhere. But but I, I just, I can't imagine being in that space. You know, here we, we opened up, my staff have been back in the office since June 1st and, and you know, we're socially distancing and we're being respectful, but, but we're able to get back at it. And I think, you know, it's, it's a testament to, to what we've been able to do as a community to get through this. Now, and again, you hit it too, Dana, it's just kind of getting back into some kind of routine, hmm. right, uh, Susie? <laughs> <laughs> she kind of yeah and then there's like then there's still everybody trying to figure out what's going to happen and you just can't and i and i personally find that i i'm not thinking too far in the future at right. present i'm literally just going okay so what does today look like this is going to be a great day i've got dinner happening i got party <laughs> later and, you know, if I set my sights, yes, I do have a plan for the next 12 months, but I'm also totally aware that going back into live studio and as much as, you know, we are aiming to do that come September, right through May with, with our programming, um, it could shift again overnight. So I'm aligning myself with a lot of really solid videographers, <laughs> uh, really strong technicians who can help me with you know, this piece of technology, they're called my sons. They're my boys. Oh. <laughs> One of them is a filmmaker already. So it's like way to go. Um, and it's, it, you, you move into uh, surviving with learning new tools. And we're all doing, I think, professional development in many different ways. I've taken more webinars and Zoom sessions than I've done in my entire life. I've met professionals from outside of this community. I was on I was on a call with Cheetah Rivera, who is one of my heroes. I was on a video chat with her. And I just basically, now my life can end because <laughs> I've, met, I've met the person who I have aspired to be like, and she's now 87. Wow. So, you know, it was just, it happened through a program like what I'm doing with Maiden Management Masterclass. I just signed on to another version of that that was coming out of the States and she was a special guest. and. I pushed my way to get on that screen with her. <laughs> it was <laughs> as I'm really good at doing. I know. Um, delete, delete. Oh my yeah, god, yeah. that's hilarious! Wow. I mean, I think it's. Uh, I think I think it's the adaptability of people that's coming through and the flexibility, like because like we're starting to plan a little, but we also not may change, right? If I think about Auckland. New Zealand's been amazing. Lockdown, boom. They had four cases yesterday in Auckland, a city of one and a half million. They've gone to lockdown again, straight away, boom. Right, to try and squash it. And people were like, oh, we're living our lives, we're completely open. And now 
today we're not. So I think the adaptability and flexibility of people is amazing. Like in Australia, they've had the football happening, I don't know, uh, six weeks now. And a lot of them were happening in Melbourne. Melbourne had its like interesting outbreak. They pulled all the football teams out like that day and moved them to another city to try and lock them down there. So it's that flexibility. And I think that's what we're going to have to live with for now. Right? So wow. it's not soccer, Charlotte, you smarty pants. It's Aussie rules, mate, <laughs> and rugby. <laughs> but, yeah, it's. I think that's one of the big things that we're seeing is people's resilience around being more flexible than they've ever been. And adaptable because they have to be. Mm -hmm. Now I'm wondering. And, uh, about... That's an interesting thing, like from a parenting perspective, right? So it's one thing for adults to uh, adjust to that new way of thinking, but now we, I, as a parent, have to transfer that same kind of resiliency and don't get too attached to this idea to my children and saying that, okay, so I know school's supposed to start in a couple weeks, but. I'm not rushing to get school supplies right now. Like I am not going to get my hopes up on anything really happening until we get that email from the school, until Dr. Brett Rusin has you know, really kind of had a couple of weeks with these new cases out in Brandon, making sure they don't spread. Like I am exactly like you said, Robin, like I'm feeling hopeful, I suppose. But at the same time, there's a little piece of that says, don't get too hopeful because it could change. So be prepared just in case, like prepare for the best and prepare for the worst, however that phrase goes. But yeah, like it's one of those things to tell the kids, like, this is what we hope will happen, but please keep in mind that might not happen. So we have to be, you know, not too disappointed and it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to miss your friends. It's okay to be sad that there's not going to be, you know, that first day of school excitement, but we will get through it and we will get past it and it will be okay. I think that's really, really essential for us to, model that behavior for the younger people in our lives right now and anybody else who needs it really yeah no that's a i think a really uh sign of the times of where we're living in dana i was going to ask you now too and as maybe it's just not or you know encouraging the young entrepreneur entrepreneurs the next generation right of the you know of the, the businessmen and women you know that are leaders right now um, what does that look like? And is there kind of a campaign or thought to around that? You know what, we're doing a lot of work on that front now, Tracy, just supporting some of the young entrepreneurs that are out there. So we work very closely with North Forge, who has got a bunch of startup programs to try to help people, you know, shepherd their ideas and, and commercialize them. We've seen during this pandemic, a lot of startups that are doing very, very well. I mean, if they're technology based, this is the greatest time to be exercising those muscles, right? We've looked at, you know, Bold Commerce, who does all the back office work for Shopify, Ubisoft, who makes video games. Um, a bunch of their employees are doing really cool things uh, that we're trying to support and get behind. So, you know, we're always gonna do those programs. North Forge is really gonna take the lead in helping people get from that cool idea stage to being able to start a business and, and we're being cheerleaders whenever we can. You know, another really cool thing that's happening right now is called aqua hacking. Um, it's, it's a Lake Winnipeg challenge. And what we've done is we've gone out to entrepreneurs and 
and tech people and said, you know, we know that Lake Winnipeg is, is suffering. We know that there are too many plastics in the lake. We have an algae problem in the lake. We have a nutrient problem in the lake. And rather than looking at people, you know, the water scientists and everyone that we've kind of gone to historically for 50 years to help us solve this problem, through the Institute of Sustainable Development, we've kind of turned that on its head and said, let's give it to the tech guys. Why don't you ask them how we fix this problem? And so there's five teams that are now the finalists in this aqua hawking competition. They're gonna present their ideas to judges in October and we're gonna to try to help them start businesses out of these cool ideas. You know, one of the things that they, we've learned is that the microplastics that are getting into the lake happen from washing clothes, like especially fleece and you know, mountain equipment stuff and all, all the stuff that we think is very granola stereotypically um, is not good for the lake because all these particles break off in your washing machine. So they did this competition for Lake Erie in Ontario. And one of these tech guys invented a filter a very simple filter that Whirlpool ended up buying the rights to that sticks onto your washing machine to catch all that stuff before it goes into the water system. So there's cool things that are happening. We're trying to, to challenge our young people and, and trying to get behind them. And if they have great ideas, we're trying to help them start those businesses. So all that stuff is going on. And, and you know, this pandemic has proved a great time for that too. Oh, well, that, that's great news. You know, it's super because yeah, you kind of wonder about all these great minds, right? And how to yeah. inspire them, you know, in times like this. And so, Leah, Brenda, so, I mean, creatively, uh, don't you have, like, some sort of wonderful musical about COVID-19, like, starring Jazz and Mary, <laughs> involving some cooking or something, right? <laughs> That's right. We can tie all those skills together. It could be a cooking yeah. musical. Yeah. Um, you know, I know you're talking about the young entre entrepreneurs coming up with ideas. I'm going, you know, I'm not a young one, but I'm, I feel like I'm never stopping to be an entrepreneur. And and uh, the next musical I want to create is called Seniorously, the musical. <laughs> <laughs> and, I think that's and, fantastic. I know, I know. So there'll be spots for everybody to join in with that as well. Um, I, I think you hit it on the head, Dana. Um, and Robin, in terms of the the fact that we have to be versatile, I think that's one of the things that artists have learned from day one. You actually, it's really rare to to score a long run show like jazz has been part of. It's so rare in the industry to be part of a single contract. Um, you actually have to go week to week, sometimes day to day contracts shift so much um we've got such a strong film industry here i know that mary has come back and like all of a sudden she's like she's auditioning for movies and probably we'll be seeing her in Filmland before i don't know mary can you can you can you brag about that again i think but i think just in general the the film production here in winnipeg is amazing because they because the province is able to keep the covid numbers yeah so literally there's more work here right now than in new york city because wow. they're not able to produce just yet. So this is one of the very first places that is able to continue. Amazing. Mary, that's exactly right. I mean, we're, we're working with film companies. Netflix is one of the ones that we've done a lot of work with recently because they've had to postpone all their production. And, and one, are, you know, we've got these protocols in place. So June 15th, we were able to open up production in Winnipeg. We also have an incredible tax credit that incents filmmakers to come from other jurisdictions and film here. So we're, we're pushing that as well. And, and I'm glad that you're back and, and, uh, and I hope there's great opportunities because I think 
you know, this is going to be a great place to be. And we've seen the Hallmark movies that have been filming, you know, in the last month. And there's a few others that we're, we're trying to work on. So I, I think that's pretty exciting. Wow. Yeah. And, and in fact, I think both Mary and I are auditioning for Hallmark tomorrow. Is it Hallmark <laughs> tomorrow or something? Oh, I'm not auditioning tomorrow, but you okay. go get it, girl. Oh, I, I, I'm auditioning. I'm, I'm a lawyer. I'm playing a lawyer tomorrow. Oh, how, how appropriate. Yes. Yeah. And I happen to have everybody in my family as a lawyer. So I'm channeling my husband, my brothers, my sister-in-laws, my nephews. I'm the only non-lawyer in my family. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess through osmosis, I am going to be getting, going for these roles. What can I say? Yeah. Oh, Charlotte, let's hear from you. How have you been doing? I'm good. Thanks for asking, Tracy. You know, I was just, so many great conversations coming out from today. Um, my head was just going to something that Dana was mentioning earlier and and we're seeing a huge increase in our business community coming forward and wanting to create more peer programs in their organizations to support their employees, especially now um, with COVID. And uh, so, I mean, I'm a huge supporter of peer support, as you've known me for many, many years, and I'm thrilled to see it starting to come into more corporations and organizations. We're working with a major organization in Manitoba right now to create an amazing uh, support network for members of their community and and robin and i are, will be so excited to announce it it's uh, actually someone we met on your show earlier tracy so uh we've been working on that and want to roll that one out and uh and thrilled that more magical companies are taking notice of us um i was holding robin back she was considering moving to um there's two provinces that we get a lot of work from and she was like i'm considering it i'm like no 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 give manitoba more of a chance so i'm thrilled she's here and 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 she's loving it now that she's explored more of manitoba but um you know what more like i said more people are taking um a harder look at their own mental health and their organization's mental health and uh, i think we're going to see a lot more great changes come from that yeah, no doubt. Oh, and that's a huge part too, mental health and wellness. And mm -hmm. I just want to quickly ask Mary and Jazz, what will it be like when you finally step on that stage in front of an audience? What will it be like shades of your very, very first time? <laughs> I have no idea what it's going to be like. <laughs> I think so. It, there, it, we're finding out right now, at least I'm finding out, uh, there's space for it all. There's space for everything. It's, there's space for ev all of the feelings where you're scared to come back, but you're thrilled to come back and you've been waiting to come back, but oh, maybe I could sleep for another day. Oh, wait, I haven't kicked my face in a long time. Like all of the feelings, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, it, it's all of those feelings. I'm wondering what my cardio will be like because it's always <laughs> so show specific. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, and also just like what the theater will actually be like. What, what the protocols will be backstage, what the protocols will be front of house, how many people will be in the audience at a time, if it's with vaccine or not, we'll be performing to 500 people in a 1500 person theater, or will we have a packed house? We, I have no idea. I, will we be performing with masks on? I think that'll be weird to try to sing <laughs> with a mask on. You'd really have to move when it's your yeah. You when really got to use those eyes, jazz, and the jazz hands, right? <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm intrigued to see what it'll be. And uh, 
in the meantime, I'm sure there's lots of little incremental steps that we'll have as a, a chance to, you know, maybe do an outdoor performance or something uh, or a showcase and things Cabaret, like that. Cabaret, the little things sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Easy, easy back in. Yeah. Well, I think, well, Dana, because you are always in conversation with Dr. Rusin. I mean, I think they have done something with for theaters, you know, social distancing. I'm not too sure right now where it stands, but really, uh, as Brenda said, like, really none of the theaters are doing anything. Is that yeah, correct? so we're, we're trying, uh, they're trying to get back to a certain capacity come fall. And, you know, we're just trying to look out for some of those institutions, right? We, you know, some of our arts community is, doesn't have the, the balance sheet, doesn't have the you know, the reserve funds that can get them through too much of this time. So we really want to try to find a way to support those organizations, you know, whether it's MTC or the ballet or the symphony or the opera, all those things. Uh, the symphonies come out and they've announced a schedule. They're going to do some of that, you know, with very small shows. They're going to do some that are bigger and, and I hope it works out for them. And I hope that we find a way to support that. You know, we're looking at it. it the Bell MTS Center last year had 150 nights booked uh, for concerts and events. And now they have one. So the, the impact of that is significant, you know, and, and we, football has been what I've been living and breathing the last couple of weeks. And, you know, we're a revenue driven league. So the fact that we can't get bums in seats, even outdoors to watch football, you know, it, it's going to impact everything that we do indoors. So we're currently trying to, you know, feel our way through and trying to do what we can to, to keep everybody alive and, and solvent enough that we get through this. And, you know, and the arts are, are some organizations that really need our help and our support. So we're really going to throw our, our effort behind that as we go forward into the fall. Wow. Anyways, oh, and I was just going to quickly ask Dana, did you ever think in your wildest dreams you would have a Grey Cup ring? Like, <laughs> did you, like, didn't you say that, yeah, at 10 years old, I am going to be the first yeah, one of the no. one-day goo bombers? <laughs> yeah, no, if you would have told me, you know, three years ago that I'd have a great cup ring, I would have thought you were crazy. So I, I had no idea. I never thought that um, football would be where I would get so much attention. So it's, uh, it's, it's like what everyone said, right? You've got to adapt, you've got to go with the flow and you've got to take advantage of those opportunities, you know, when they come in front of you. And, and uh, this has been a, an incredible ride. And so I'm, I'm very grateful to have been part of the team and, uh, you know, and, and, got to be in the right place at the right time when they happened to uh, get their act together and win a great cup. <laughs> yeah, they most certainly did, right? <laughs> it didn't look good at first, but yeah. they, it's, they, we'll it's, take it's it. It's a great lesson. It's a great lesson to say yes, even when you're scared. I and don't know, agree. don't necessarily even know what's going to happen. Take the chance, say yes, and whatever will be, will be. Yeah. And try those new experiences because you yep. never know what's going to happen. Yep. Yeah. I can well, love agree. it. Well, Tracy, yes. it seems to me your husband has a gray cup ring. Am I correct about he that? He now has two. Oh, yeah, he now has two in this year. You know, I don't know if uh, this will do it justice, but. Oh, boy. There you go. Uh -huh. the, the little teeny one is his 84 gray cup, and then he, his ring is just like Dana's. <laughs> although although his, uh, he has his nickname. He's not, he doesn't have first woman. He's got uh, Tin Man. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Kevin. Sorry, I let that out of the hat. That's his nickname, but uh, I know. See how big they are? They're huge. But anyways, Beautiful. yes. Hey, so it's all it's all good. You know, it's kind of and it was. You know, it was a beautiful little presentation um, the other on last Thursday night with the board members at, at uh, Wade's house, and you know, it was you just forgot about everything, right? 
Dana, like it was just a nice yeah. summer evening and everybody was happy and yeah. And just to get that chance to come together and, and celebrate this and you know, this wasn't the way we thought we would be Grey Cup champions. We thought we'd be back on the field and fighting it out. And, you know, we, we felt like we built a really great team. And this was going to be the year that, you know, everyone would be able to see that it was not a, it was not fluke. It was a lot of hard work that went into putting this team together. So not at all what we wanted, not at all what we hoped for, but to be able to get out and, and you know, sharing the excitement again of, of what last November looked like and, um, and, and celebrate with our rings, it was, it was pretty special. Yeah. You know, um, and Dana, I just wanted to, and, and everybody can chime in, is that it'd be kind of nice just to get to do some sort of documentation of all of the things, the businesses, the people in Winnipeg, how we have been resilient. We hear those words, how we have been yeah. empathetic and learned respect. And, you know, maybe it's acceptance without understanding. That's another um you know, phrase that we've come upon and even like young people like Mary and Jazz, it's so nice to have you here too. I mean, it's because it's, you're the future, right? And, um, you know, your takeaway from 2020 is going to be very, very interesting. And it's something that you'll never forget and you'll pass on to your kids and, and friends and, you know, and it's because you have great mentors like Brenda, you know, and uh, I mean, it's, it's, everything comes full circle and the great work that uh, Charlotte and, Robin are doing who would have if I said to you three years ago you are going to be the center of attraction and everybody's going to be listening to you um maybe you would have laughed at me or maybe you said sure sure I was working in Guam and Palau and I was sitting in the sun oh. and then I was like oh let me move to Winnipeg because I'm here it's really warm in December <laughs> yeah well, oh, yeah it's on today it's very warm it's beautiful today I know. I, we can't complain. The summer's been great. You know, Mother Nature has been really, really good to us in that sense. So, yes. But um, anyways, it's been so nice to see everybody and, you know, to share your stories. And, you know, any words of wisdom, Susie, I always look to you. You're always, you always leave us with something to think about. Uh, and I have to admit, all, the, all your baking, like, girl, why don't you open up your own, like, pop-up food booty thing like, you, you didn't see you're not on facebook today so you didn't see the the image that i posted today but someone sent me a poster that said i bake because murder is wrong <laughs> and i have to say it cracked me up so hard this morning it was exactly what i needed to see because it was very funny oh. but yes yeah, there's been a lot of stress baking going on um i did have chocolate cake for breakfast today and i'm not even a little bit sorry about that and um, I baked cookies the other day and yeah, a lot of stress baking. But as far as, you know, like wisdom and, um, you know, all those warm, fuzzy feelings, I just, um, I think that a lot of us are preparing for September, right? Whatever that means, whether it's back to work or back to school or whatever, if you're looking for work, whatever that means is that we have a few more weeks left of summer and that we should enjoy that sunshine, we have had some great weather lately. We can get outside, explore our province, take a ride, take a walk, take a bike ride, take a run and just get out there and enjoy that fresh air and be with the people that you love and enjoy and try something new. Try a different neighborhood, try a different you know, quadrant of the city that you're not used to and just get lost where we live and have fun. Oh yeah, and be safe. <laughs> 
<laughs> Absolutely. I know. Yeah, wearing your mask, you go sanitizer, all those good things. I, I love that message. If you go to tourismwinnipeg.com, we have 101 things to go do in Winnipeg this summer. So I promise you there are some that you've never done before. It's a great way to get out and, and be a tourist in your own city and, and really support the businesses who need us right now. So if you're looking for any bakery recommendations, hit me up. I'll let you know where to go. How many places has Charlie visited? You know what? He's doing more and more. He's getting dragged along to a lot of places that he never thought he would go to as well. So oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, there's, there's tons to do. I was at Fort White Alive last week. And people are there paddling and I, I just, it's been so long since I've been there and realized how beautiful it was and all the things you can do. So there's a bunch of those recommendations. Go check them out and, and uh, you won't be disappointed. Ah, well, I think that's what we'll do. And good luck, Brenda. Brenda, when are those master classes again next week? They are August 17th through 21st. And then uh, we are hosting a, an info session, a Zoom info session for our season on August 26th to help celebrate our Broadway Without Borders initiative. Oh, so all of that information is on our WinnipegStudioTheatre.com website. Perfect. Well, I'll be in touch then about that too. So Perfect. good luck. And Thank so you. again, good luck, uh, Jazz and Mary, and I uh, look forward to seeing you on stage soon. Yes. Yeah. And always a pleasure, Robin and Charlotte. Great to see you. We'll see everybody next Tuesday. We have a very uh, interesting conference that's going to be happening next oh. week. Yeah, so it's all about uh, projecting and going and navigating all of the wa different waters for businesses and especially uh, businesses that have black employees and how, you know, you can create a better and safer workplace for everyone. So, yeah, it'll be really interesting. All right. So enjoy the week. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy Winnipeg. Thanks, everyone. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of ilikeyou.com. Podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey into Yoga podcast. 
It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.